0: This is the Cherry Leaf Podcast. Hello. In the last episode, we said we were going to have a break and there wouldn't be any episodes during August. But there's been a new release of Madcap Flare with some very interesting features and enhancements around learning and development extending what the tool can do to enable people to use it to create interactive e-learning courses and other types of learning and development programs with features like quizzes and knowledge checks and the like. And I was talking to Jennifer Morse, who is the Vice President of Customer Success at MADCAP, and I thought it would make an interesting episode Unfortunately, my microphone was a little bit too loud, but I hope you're able to get some useful information from this podcast episode. Can you see me?
1: Uh, Hold on, you're a little blurry. Okay, do you want to just talk about the release?
0: What we can do is we can just chat and I can edit out the stuff that's just gossip, you know, just chatting. Okay. So what's new with the new version and what's the thinking behind it?
1: Oh, gosh, we're so excited about this release. I'm so excited about this release. I think that for this particular focus, that the effort is really about breaking down the barriers and the silos that sometimes exist between two adjacent disciplines, traditional what we call technical writing and the, the learning and development, or perhaps the instructional designer or the courseware developer. I really believe there's so much overlap between these two disciplines and so we're really excited to provide features that help both. I really think that technical communication is a form of learning and training. You know, the first thing I do when we have a release or I need to learn about something as I go to the documentation. I want to read through the tutorials. I want yeah. to read through what this feature is and why it's important. I'm essentially learning about the product or the service. I think about human resources and the opportunities there. I mean there's customer or there's there's employee onboarding, right? And now more than ever, with people being remote or doing hybrid, you know, this need for good communication electronically is so huge. And so I think it really helps technical writers in the traditional sense use their existing skill set to kind of dip their toe or be you know, that much more relevant within the organization because they can use all of those great writing skills, which is mm-hmm. such an art form, into training content and repurposing. And then the other challenge with, I think, the sort of silo thing is that I think it's really just a factor of also the tools available to each respective role. And so there hasn't really been a good way to collaborate between the two. I think that's the other reason why I've got tech pubs over here and training and development over here. And so what we want to do is with these features, make it easier for these two disciplines to collaborate and work together. And... Let technical writers sort of flex those muscles, yeah. right, that they've got into courseware development and structural design, repurpose all of that great information that they're already documenting into training, and then on the other side, give instructional designers and courseware developers a tool or a platform to allow them to single source and maximize reuse, but still have the ability to incorporate, maybe articulate content and mm-hmm. publish to the learning management system. And so that's why we're so excited about it. I think these, these two disciplines are so adjacent and we just want to kind of bridge the gap between the two.
0: Now I remember back at Madwell 2016 in San Diego there was Miyokata Orca from App Dynamics talking about how she had been using Flare to create training content mm-hmm. and I remember she was she said she was doing student books and classroom presentations and PDF lab guides and that they had I think 90% identical content between the training material and the user guides. So it's been possible to use Flare for a while for this, but what's the new bit that's come in that's given you stuff that you couldn't do before?
1: Right. So some of the features that we've added to support the learning and development space, or at least make it easier to kind of blend the two together, is the ability to add interactive content to content that you're writing in flair. So imagine you're presenting text, you're presenting images, you're presenting video. You might wanna pepper in knowledge checks or did the learner, You know, maybe you're progressively moving people through a series of of topics and maybe you wanna test the learner or the reader on what they've read or what they've seen. Did they retain that information? Maybe not necessarily graded per se, but you just wanna kinda test what they just read. Are they grasping the concepts? And it gives them some instant feedback on what they're reading and what they're consuming too. Different types of questions. So the ability to drop in multiple choice questions hmm. where we can select an answer, multiple response questions. Maybe there's more than one answer that applies. And once we select our answers, we can submit and we can get some instant feedback. Is it right? Is it wrong? Maybe we need to link the reader to some more information because they got it incorrect. So it's just tying in all of that content to some of these training things. And then it, on the other side too, Maybe we want to develop a gradable quiz. We've sort of moved people through this content and we want to provide some questions that really test what they've just read. And But we want to provide a score, right? So when they get to the end of their quiz questions, maybe they passed, maybe they failed. And as somebody creating content, we can determine well, what's a passing score? How do we want that page to look? The other side of this too is with using something like Flare, there's so many customizations possible. I think there are so many great rapid e-learning development tools out there and they're so fantastic and they give great templates. I think the sticky bit is that you kind of get what you get with the templates. It's kind of hard to customize it and color outside the lines and reuse information. And so that's what we're trying to do with Flare so we can create these custom Pass pages, custom fail pages, and it all runs beautifully as a standalone responsive HTML5 site. So, if you don't have to track the learner's progress or their score or for compliance purposes, then it's fantastic. We can blend all these things together. And then on the flip side, there are a lot of organizations who have to still incorporate uh, a learning management system or a learning record store. And so they have to track for compliance, they have to track who took what. And so the ability now to wrap this beautiful HTML5 Mm -hmm. content into a SCORM 1.2 or 2004 or an XAPI package into this handy little zip file that we can hand off to our learning management system because that's going to deliver the content, track the score, deliver the certificates from a compliance standpoint. So that's really exciting to me. I see that as a huge opportunity to blend Flare as an authoring and reuse platform with a delivery system like a learning management system. No strong arming, no plugins required, out of the box.
0: The couple of things that I thought of, that Flare does, I thought they're gonna be useful within a e-learning, training or learning and development environment. I don't know if these things are standard with alternative products. Things like conditional text and reusable topics. I mean, we take those for granted with things like Flare, that you just have a variable and you can publish to, to version one or to version two or to EMEA to the Europe and, or to the America West or America East and exactly. do variations on the same thing. And hotspots as well. The ability to have images with hotspots you can click on and have information that pops up, drop downs, and uh, we were talking earlier about iframes. I mean, those are all things that just Flare does and you just take it for granted. Do you know if these are sort of with other tools or whether you've got an advantage with those things?
1: Yeah, I think Flair absolutely has an advantage over those. Like I said, I think there are so many fantastic, you know, rapid e-learning development tools on the market. And I don't think that it's necessarily a one or the other. I think the idea yeah. is that we blend these things together because I think that some of those platforms lack all of the content reuse capabilities. There's no concept of a condition tag or a variable or a snippet or all of the advanced reuse capabilities that we have. Or the ability also to support multi-channel publishing, right? It's just a kind of a single lane with some of these tools. Where yeah. in Flare, we want to open it up. I mean, yes, we can produce great training information, but we still have to produce technical documentation, knowledge bases, right? We still might need to produce PDF content, yeah. you know, that looks beautiful. And so it's that right once published to many System that Flare does so well that some of these other platforms don't, and I don't necessarily think it has to be one or the other. I'm not, you know, saying that. I think there's a wonderful opportunity to blend some of these other platforms with Flare now. I just these features make it easier to do.
0: And the other thing you can do with Flare is, of course, have external content. You can bring in HTML that sourced elsewhere or imports Word documents. So
1: Correct. Yeah, agreed. Good point. That's the other thing too. You might be needing to leverage content from some other source. Like a lot of content starts in Microsoft Word. It's on our machine. It's just an easy way to just start writing content. And so that's perfectly appropriate. But with Flare it's very easy to import that information and repurpose into something that we can reuse in a, in a more intelligent way. Again, that's something that's lacking in some of these other e-learning development tools. Bringing in HTML content, as you said, Word content. We might have some information from the development team. It's It happens, right? And so we need to bring markdown content in. So that whole idea of importing content from other sources and repurposing it is, is also a big advantage that Flare
0: has. And it will republish if the external source content has changed if I remember correctly. So if you've got content that's changing on the fly that can be in the training content the next time you hit the publish button or if you're using um, central it will be there overnight wouldn't it?
1: Correct yeah that sort of instant publish right so we need to make updates to that information even if it comes from something like Microsoft Word we can create a sync to that source word content and when we republish whether we do it manually or programmatically, which hmm. Flare supports, it's gonna ingest all of that new content that was added to that source Word document. Because sometimes that happens too. You know, Sometimes teams might wanna continue authoring in their existing tool chain. So that's completely supported.
0: Well, the other thing I remember from Mio's presentation was she was saying that they would have a company, a PowerPoint deck, uh-huh. and then they would customize it and tweak it. And then yeah. so every trainer had their own variation of the standard company presentation and they may be doing things correctly or and they might be making improvements but none of it was going back for continuous improvement everyone was going off and doing their own thing and one of the reasons why they used Flare was to just regain central control of what the material was so that everyone was doing the same thing.
1: Sure yeah the consistency is key right because You don't want to get into a situation where you say something slightly differently just because you're a different author. Flare can help enforce consistency across messaging, consistency across branding. And if we need to make a slight tweak because we're developing training for a different department where maybe they don't have to do something that a different department does, we don't have to save that PowerPoint as something else and end up with duplicated source material. There's often common bits that live across many different PowerPoint decks. And so what gets a little frustrating is having to go into all of these sources of content to make updates to those common bits that often live across them all. And so that's a huge problem that Flare addresses. And so, yeah, you can incorporate some PowerPoint-ish things as well. There are slideshows, right? We've got where we can progressively move through content. And in the newest version, there's a new toolbar, which allows us to progressively move through content and even give the the person a little progress. You can see where you are in the whole scope of the deck. And of course, it all can be customized because it's Flare, give you some great out of the box options, but we don't want to pin you in a corner or anything like that. But yeah, I think the big thing is, is this notion of... We have to deliver content to audience a audience b audience c we don't want to have three different versions to maintain we want to put everything into one single source of truth and let the software do the heavy lifting
0: so what's prompted this has this been brewing for a while has this been prompted by customers or this was an idea that that you had internally
1: a little bit of both actually or a little bit of all of that and i think it really solidified i'll tell you an interesting story right before the pandemic in 2019 the last Trade show that I had the opportunity to go to was a very large trade show called ATD, Association for Talent Development. It was the biggest trade show I've ever been to. There were 13,000 people there, Mm. and it was amazing. It was essentially a new space for us. We had a booth, and the room was full of platforms that were training and learning and development focused, yeah. mostly learning management systems, right? And a lot of consulting firms and people that develop corporate training. So interesting and eye-opening to see this sea of people. And I didn't get to talk to 13,000 people, but I had an opportunity over three days to talk to quite a few. Yeah. Most of them were instructional designers, courseware developers. We did get a few technical authors give us a little high five as they walked by the booth saying, oh, Madcap Flair, we use Matt Kefler. Hey, good to see you guys here. But we had the opportunity to talk to a lot of people who didn't know anything about what Flair did. Yeah. When I had the opportunity to talk to them, I said, well, what do you do? What kind of training do you create? And they would tell me. And I said, well, how do you create it? And most of the time people talked about the traditional tools, PowerPoint, Word, you know, articulate all these great tools. I said, well, what do you do when you got to take that training to a different company? Well, we save our PowerPoint deck as something and we call it company B and then we tweak it, right, for their needs. And I said, oh, let me show you something. Just a very simple, non-technical thing, like a variable or a, a snippet file that you can reuse. And they were just, oh my gosh, where, where have you been? <laughs> and so we've got to take that information back, and be like, you know, I think there's so much overlap here in terms of what they're writing and what they're doing. Let's create some features to really support this environment. Do
0: you see people writing help content? And in that same topic, them adding the training material, and then having it hidden based on conditions as to whether it's published to a knowledge base or published as training material? Or would the training content be separate pages, separate topics, and then you do builds and then have snippets to have the shared content? Is there any sort of best way of where you want to have the training and the knowledge base information in the same Flare project?
1: That's a really good question. And I don't think there's necessarily a hard, fast answer. I think that's where the art of writing and instructional design comes in, right? Mm. I think that you would probably see a combination of both. I think it really depends on the nature of the content and what your goal is. I think from a training standpoint, when I look at online training, when I look at e-learning, it's not so much information on the page, right? they are nuggets of information. It's all about how people retain content. It's very visual. Very visual and yes, some text, but not maybe long procedural information. So I think it really depends on you know, who's creating the content, what their end goal is. The good news is is if you're using something like Flare, you have some of those choices. It might be a little bit of text, an image, and then maybe a little mm. question. Or it might be a series of text and images and video that we need to watch and then say, let's test our knowledge on what we just read. Mm. Right. So it's really up to the person creating the content, I think. I don't think there's a hard fast process really. We wanna make it open for for those who understand the art and the theory of putting this information together
0: you just reminded me of something else with the powerpoint is when the company logo changes also true for online systems but true for flare you change one file if you're looking at 20 slide decks and yeah 300 400 pages and the company the logos on different places it can be A lot of time. A lot of time. Same
1: thing with a lot of companies really care about their brand and the colors that they use and the fonts that they use. And these things change, right? Many times... Every six to 12 months, sometimes these things change. It's We're not using this color green. It's this color green. It's just really slight. And when you have so much duplicated training content, it makes yeah. it hard to go in and make those stylistic changes where because Flare has complete separation of content from look and feel, these are little tweaks that we can make in a second. And all of those changes cascade to all of our deliverables. Hmm. So we have complete control over look and feel. That's something that I really took away from that show that I'm like, wow, there's a lot of opportunity to educate these content developers in this space on ways that they can, without a lot of technical knowledge, you don't have to know how to code HTML. You don't have to know how to code CSS in a text editor. We have templates to make it easy. We have tutorials to learn the features. We have wonderful support and all these things. And I think it's just awareness about, gosh, this is what's possible. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity to educate folks creating all of this training information across the different areas within the organization to... Make them aware that this is available we can use micro content to embed it in, into the app as well
0: and stored as xml if i remember correctly is that... yes yeah
1: yes yeah it all gets passed through as an xml file and with identifiers that can be assigned those identifiers can be a, a some sort of word it can be an id it can be lots of things and so the fact that it all gets passed through means the possibilities of use for those little micro content responses are or endless. it search and embedded help is out of the box. That's how we use it and how a lot of customers use it. But it's really the backbone for other things too. I mean, these files can potentially be chatbots I see applications for it within some kind of augmented reality or virtual reality, right? We're we're not just typing in a search query to get an answer. Maybe we hover a a phone over something and and it's an ID that pops up a little video or text about what we're looking at. I mean, there's so many possibilities for it. It's, It's really the backbone for so much fun stuff.
0: So if somebody wants to know more about this release and Flare in general, where should they go?
1: Oh, the best place to go is go over to our website, which is www.madcapsoftware.com. Front and center, you're going to get all of the information about the new release and the ability to sign up for a free 30 day trial. So that's a wonderful way. If you don't have flair, if you're curious about it, you want to try out some of these new features, sign up for the trial. You get full access to our technical support team. So you don't even have to purchase it. You get platinum support. And by the way, they're there overnight. So we support our customers around the world. It doesn't matter where you are support to help you. Also, you get access to our free introductory training. So you're welcome to sign up for any of the courses that we offer a couple times per month to get familiar with the new features. And all of that comes when you sign up for the trial. Great way to get your hands on it, tanker and learn, ask questions and have us help you. So please pop on over to our website and you can find out tons of information about the release. Also, I'm doing a webinar on August 11th, and you can register for free. And I'm going to be going over all of the new features in this release and talking about a little bit about what we talked about today, why, and and what these features are, and some of the mechanics of them. And if you can't make it live, then just register anyway, because we'll send you a link to the recording as soon as it's done and rendered. So August 11th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Again, if you go to madcapsoftware.com, you can go to that, sign up. There's a place where you can sign up on the, the resources page.
0: And it's going to be a show and tell. You'll be showing how to do it and what it looks like. Correct.
1: Yeah. We're going to get into the mechanics a little bit. I do have a couple like why slides, a couple of concepts. I'm not a big PowerPoint person. I'm a rubber hits the road kind of person, so I won't be spending too much time there. But We are going to talk about the mechanics and some of the interface elements that we've added to Flare to support all of these new features.
0: And what the end result will be. At the end yes, yeah.
1: absolutely. In fact, I'm going to start with the end in mind. I think sometimes with these features, it helps to see what it actually looks like. So I'll be starting with that and then we'll layer in some of the mechanics of how you get there.
0: Great. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much.
0: And I'll hit stop.